All right, welcome back to episode nine of the Chronic Health Podcast, the podcast of Greystone Chiropractic in Birmingham, Alabama. I'm Dr. Lee Goldenberg. I'm Teresa. I'm Jesse. And I'm Hunter. We're really excited to continue our discussion all about the brain and ways of supercharging and boosting brain power. I like that. And before we get into this subject, we are going to talk a little bit of news, notes, and information in our daily practice lives. So we have a really big announcement to make. (gasps) Who wants to make it? I'll tell the date. The date is October 2nd. It's a Friday. Ooh. 10 a.m. And we're going to be celebrating the groundbreaking of our new practice location in Tattersall Park. Get dirty with us. Oh, well, I mean, I guess we're getting dirty. We're well, going mean, to dig. Digging dirt. We're going to dig. And we're also going to supply some food and refreshments, and we're going to have pictures. So we're going to invite you, all of our listeners, all of our local people, all of our practice members, patients, friends, neighbors, and soon-to-be patients. Come celebrate with us. And the entire community. Yay. Birmingham, come visit with us October 2nd. That's Friday morning at 10 a.m. for the groundbreaking of Greystone Chiropractic at Tattersall Park. If you don't know the address, it's 6600 Tattersall Lane in Birmingham, 35242. Any questions, you can always find out more information on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Greystone Chiropractic. And as I said that, everybody looked at me with like well, I wide mean, eyes. I was like, also what is going that? to say, um, if to help, it's next to walk-ons, right? It's right next to walk-ons. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the brain. Since since we're uh, in announcement mode, there's there's a lot of cool announcements that we can share in order to boost brain activity. And essentially, really at this point, since we talked about this already last episode, why don't we continue with ways of producing better serotonin? So. Mm. Who knows a little bit about serotonin? Yeah, Hunter, can you tell us a little bit about serotonin? Uh, well, <laughs> serotonin is a neurotransmitter. That is, yep. Um, and basically it is uh, what helps you uh, to stay happy. Uh, it controls a lot of uh, your mood regulation mm-hmm. and uh, similar aspects of behavior. We call it the feel-good feel chemical good. or neurotransmitter. Mm. And so how can you boost that? Well, um, get adjusted. It's, yeah, get adjusted. <laughs> that's, that's, that's on the list. It's high on the list. What about exercise? Exercise can help boost serotonin. Oh. Exercise also boosts endorphins, which is a feel-good. So does chiropractic, by the way. Mm. They found that in the studies. What's another good way? Getting some Sunlight. Sunlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, vitamin D and sunlight. That's really good for releasing um, serotonin. Nice. And helping your body stay positive and in good mindset. So So serotonin helps with that. Gives me, Big gives me time. a positive mood. Big mm-hmm. time. Nice. You can't like take a supplement to get serotonin like some people you know do for other uh, neurotransmitters or other other uh, functions in the body like you know you've heard of melatonin that's different than serotonin mm. melatonin is something that your body produces that helps you go to sleep but some people take it because they don't sleep well but what happens when you take something that your body makes your body doesn't make it as much your body says yeah I don't need to get that from I don't need to make that I'm getting it from somewhere so that's similar to hormones thing. melatonin those kind of things so serotonin you cannot take anything although vitamin D supplementation can definitely help you produce serotonin better. Okay, so it helps you boost it. Right, and make it. And what else? One of my favorite things, getting a massage. And of course, I'm a big fan of that, and we have a great massage therapist that oh, takes Nancy. care of people. Yep, Nancy. And um, Magic. Yes, and so uh, if you have not experienced 
a good neuromuscular deep tissue massage. I'm not talking about the feel-good spa type things because those just put you to sleep in my opinion. I like to get in there and get get something corrected, you know, and, and actually get the endorphins Feel release. It. Yeah. <laughs> and keflin release, serotonin production. I mean Okay, like, wait, you said what? What's keflin? And keflins. Those are pain relief chemicals that your body makes. Oh. Especially when you get adjusted and get massaged, your body will make more of that and make you feel better. So is it a good idea to get a massage and adjustment on the same day? Great question. So I get that question literally 13 times a day. I don't know why I said that number. It could be 20, it could be 10. A lot. And so people ask me that, and I'm, I'm, my answer usually is, if you're just starting care with us, a lot of times it's too much right at once to do both. Mm. It's a lot. But if you're a regular chiropractic patient, you've been here a lot, uh, your body's used to it, I don't think it's a bad thing. But then the next question says, well, should I get it before or should I get it yeah, after? Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. <laughs> so it really depends on the person. And so I might have a different answer for different people. So if I know you consistently come here tight as a brick and it's hard to adjust and we feel like maybe you should get a massage first, some people I find adjust really well and then can work on getting the massage to help support the adjustment and loosen all the, the cables and pulleys that support all the structure that's in there. So uh, I don't think you can go wrong either way. Massage is gold no matter when, <laughs> but sometimes depending on the person, I might recommend it at a different, different time. Okay, so what about the other M, meditation? Yes, and I think you're probably more of a, an expert on that, Teresa. Why don't you talk a little bit about it? I mean, I love meditation. Mindful meditation, when you get to focus, um, just really on the sounds and feelings and emotions of your day and just kind of clear your mind. I mean, it's just such an important way to just re decompress and, and refocus. So what would be like the first thing you tell somebody who's never done it before, where do I start with I think meditating? A great place to start, and even when I just don't have much time, is just deep breathing exercises. I mean, I think that's the first step in, in yoga, in meditation, is just focusing on that deep, like five second inhale and five second exhale, just to make it really simple. But just breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. Just really just focus on getting those five seconds in and five seconds out. Wow, I just got into a meditative state right now. <laughs> I felt that too. <laughs> Teresa, you're an expert. You are. I might be done for the rest of this podcast. So. Um, that was really good. So I, I commonly tell people too, visualizing, you know, seeing something that's happy, especially when they're getting adjusted. It's almost you got to get into a meditative state so you can relax well. So focusing on a rainbow or a beach, I usually tell people go to the beach, you know, or in your mind. Relax on the beach just by yourself because usually when people think of going to the beach, they're toting a lot of stuff and kids <laughs> and all the stress of, you know, of a quote-unquote vacation which is really not a vacation, mm. it's a trip. <laughs> so I tell them to go on an actual vacation for a second or go to the, the mountains or go to the lake, wherever they can go to get some peace and they meditate for a second, they adjust better. I'll tell you, I've come back from adjustments more relaxed than I have from vacations. <laughs> yeah, so. for sure, me too. So meditation is really essential and I think you could probably go to YouTube and see a lot. Yeah, there's of... also some great apps like Headspace and Calm, there's some mm -hmm. really really great to help, help you uh, meditate apps. Totally, and stuff. I think Deepak Chopra has a channel on YouTube where there's a couple mm -hmm. minutes, two to five minute meditations that you can do to really help kind of ground you and, and just get started. Yeah. So, 
So, now that we've talked about all kinds of brain boosters, mm-hmm. we should probably look at the, the other side of this, the yin and the yang. So, um, what about brain destroyers? Yeah, what destroys the brain? Well, I, I usually look at nutrition. You know, mm-hmm. well, we talked about that first. Last, last week, the first thing to support the brain is nutrition, right? Well, what's the first thing that's going to destroy the brain, probably, so. is bad nutrition. So what would you think? Mm. Like, are you about to talk about my fruit roll-ups right now? <laughs> I will not touch that. Can't touch that. But I will talk about bread. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, All sorts of grains. Okay. But there's some good grains, right? right like about? what? Like, um, <laughs> oh my gosh, anything, anything. I, I like to. Uh, amaranth. How about amaranth? Or uh, like quinoa or something like that. Um... There are less bad grains. Less bad but, grains. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say they're probably all going to react. If you're sensitive to it, they're all going to react that way. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people feel like I thought for a long time, quinoa, yeah, I'm, I'm good with it. But actually starts, you know, if you're sensitive to stuff like that and it causes inflammation, all of them are going to cause inflammation mm-hmm. in some way. Some are worse than others, though. More processed means more inflammation more sugar so oh, yeah the white gut. rice and, and things like that too i hear yep. that white rice also has trace amounts of arsenic if you're eating tons and tons mm-hmm. of it. i bet yeah and brown rice i think has more so if you are eating rice i think it's like jasmine um rice basmati is like typically has the least really oh okay that's, that's the good one to I know had. Mm. <laughs> i thought you were gonna say it was bad <laughs> the better ones <laughs> Well, you know, I've gotten away from, like, I used to make a lot of, like, burrito bowls and stuff mm-hmm. with, like, black beans and vegetables and made our own salsa and mm-hmm. pico and stuff like that. And I've gotten away from using rice as the base. I just, I don't even use it at all. I just mm-hmm. put beans. I've been really digging, themselves. like, what vegetable has gotten the biggest glow up this year is, like, is artichokes. Ca- cauliflower. Next year. Next year, like, artichokes. I'm all about the artichoke. But this year was the cauliflower. You make a pizza crust. You yeah. make, you know. Cauliflower I've, I've been rice. doing fried rice with, but it's cauliflower fried yes. rice. Mm-hmm. I've been buying that, actually. Um, I'm a little lazy about chopping it myself, so I'll buy it frozen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, organic. It. <laughs> yeah. It t- it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> I'd like to make it easier. So I buy a frozen, you know, organic bag of cauliflowered rice or mm-hmm. yeah. riced cauliflower, whatever they yeah. call it. Yeah. And uh, it's a base for a lot of things. You can you can make a pizza crust out of it. That's craziness. And, mm. yeah. And I just do a non-dairy pizza a lot of times. Just so like, what about uh, wheat-free bread? Yeah, oh. like um, there are some kinds that are like um gluten-free i guess there's some brands out there that are i've kind of gotten away from that because usually there's going to be more sugar like it's, it's maybe you got rice or something it in it for somehow mm-hmm. processed foods processed food yeah right? yeah but so, i mean i think if you know it's probably a little bit less bad less bad <laughs> instead of saying good i like that word um, less bad. <laughs> less bad. and then like if you can do um Grains, as some people can, uh, a sprouted grain might be a better idea, like an Ezekiel bread yeah, in the Ezekiel freezer. Yeah, sprouted grain. Yeah, so that can do a little better. And I think those are organic, so they're not going to be sprayed with um, glyphosate, which is Roundup, which most mm-hmm. conventionally grown plants and vegetables and fruits are sprayed with, which is really rough on your body mm-hmm. and are carcinogenic. We know that okay. now from the research. What else? What other brain destroyers would you say? I mean, there's a big one. I'm thinking stress. Uh, yeah, I was going to say it starts with an S and ends with an S. <laughs> <laughs> what is the problem with overly stressed uh, lifestyle? 
just depletes everything, just destroys your body. High cortisol levels. There you go. Mm. And what does a high cortisol level do eventually? Decreases what? Immune, digestion, mm -hmm. hormone regulation. Those are, are yeah, and those are all connected to the brain. So it's not like directly immediately hitting the brain, but it will because it's all connected. So, you know, it's kind of like the, the thing I used to talk about with adrenal health. You know, when you're fighting a bear, which, you know, stress is basically us fighting a bear in emotional form, our body increases cortisol, which is a stress chemical. So your body does not need any of the um, non-essential parts of, of your system in order to fight the bear. So you don't need the immune system, you don't need hormones, and you don't need digestion. So I went um, running the other morning, and oh it's it like at 4, 4.30 in the morning. It's pitch black outside right now. Somebody chasing you or something? And a dog, <laughs> a humongous Rottweiler, like comes out. Of, I oh almost gosh. like, I mean, I run so fast. I almost kick it. It's like so close to me. I scream like a crazy little girl. And the the dog was terrified, ran off. I'm sure. <laughs> but I mean, did it really? It really did. Oh. And like, I felt all those chemicals come up, like the ones mm -hmm. to fight the bear. Did you throw in, up? And no, no. Some people do when they're that stressed. Some people. <laughs> but I found I was able to run way longer than I ever have. <laughs> I ran like for six miles. I was doing so good. It was oh, crazy. Wow. And then you crashed later. And then I crashed later. Pretty hard. But like, so that's what it's for. You know, as, and usually, yeah. but usually we're, we have those chemicals in our bodies and we're just driving in our cars. Or sitting at a desk. Ugh, like and what does that do to us? All that extra blood sugar that helped you go, like, power the legs mm -hmm. for longer and the wind and everything for your lungs. All that stuff just sits and accumulates and then we end up with higher blood sugar. So they think maybe there's something wrong with us. We have more cholesterol running through us because cholesterol is a wound healer. So people think, wow, this person's yeah. high cholesterol, but really they're just high stress. Yeah, and in case there's any fact checkers, it's actually one mile. But it felt like six miles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another important thing is uh, sleep as well. Yeah. Sleep is one of the most important things for our brain destroyer because of the Big fact term. that uh, without sleep, your brain essentially cannot heal itself, can't uh, get out all the toxins that's within your brain, um, and that causes all kind of neuronal decay. So, oh, can you tell us about that study that you found about um, the brain and not having enough sleep? Like it eats itself or something? Yeah, so essentially the microglia in the brain, they actually uh, are eaten by the astrocytes uh, whenever you lack sleep. And so as a result of this, um, basically a lot of the neural pathways that you have in your brain, it ends up like decreasing your ability to make new memories mm -hmm. uh, and really adapt in new situations. Wow, that is... Mm -hmm fascinating stuff so the microglia are like uh, brain cells and so they get eaten away by certain other cells when there's when there's a lack of sleep that's what you're saying so it kind of makes us dumb when yeah. we lose sleep and when you're in stressed, you don't sleep so i mean yeah it's I mean, a vicious cycle brain destroyers quite literally lit literally so what else destroys brain well well i mean jesse do you do you have any ideas about what, what destroys the brain Bad fat. Yeah, bad fat. Because what is the brain? Literally, we talked about it's, this last week. It's fat, right? It is made mm -hmm. mostly of fat. So if you eat bad fats and feed it bad stuff, well, how well could it possibly perform? So what's a bad fat? Uh, trans fats. You know, this uh, most of the hydrogenated Trans. stuff, margarine. Yeah, hydrogenated, which is like a thickened with fake stuff. 
to make it more shelf plastic right? Make yeah. It's like eating plastic. Shortening, cake mixes, like some of the pancake mixes and frostings. Fast foods, those are high in trans fats. If you look at um, some of the big name fast food places, which, you know, I'm not going to get into any big corporate battles, <laughs> but um, but trying to make your own fresh stuff. and, and Cooking home is fast. Yeah, or um, having Teresa cook for <laughs> Okay, while we're talking about brain destroyers, uh, there's a few other things that we could probably mention too. Um, what about what a lot of people are dealing with, especially in um, quarantine lifestyle? What do we call that brain destroyer? Um, well, besides all the stress. Um, besides the, the fear not. and the stress, but, but the, the lack of, the not of movement. Yeah, sedentary lifestyle. I call that the Homer Simpson lifestyle. <laughs> Sitting around, slumping on the couch, watching TV, <laughs> eating a lot of junk, that kind of thing. And it messes with your posture. It messes with uh, you know the ability to send blood supply and lymphatic drainage and things like that. Let's talk about posture a little bit. Shall we? I mean... That is something that I think a lot of people have a concern about whenever so, they come through here. Yeah, and, and we actually had a, a really cool um, news story about this, I don't know, what, three years ago? Mm. Uh, we had the Fox News affiliate here in Birmingham, WBRC, come to our office to talk about postural distortions, what they were calling tech neck, which we've been calling that for years, mm. but they said, is this a real thing? Is posture really being affected by the devices? And I found uh, a lot of people looking at their devices for seven to eight hours a day is definitely affecting their posture. So what should the posture really look like? The ear should sit in line with the shoulder. Mm. And the shoulder should not be slumped forward. It's, it's hard to describe on a, a podcast, so you'd have to kind of visually see it. Collectively, everyone is moving their necks back right now. Yeah, we're all, we're all <laughs> shifting to uh, correct because we're all sitting I guess you know in our next studio when we we move our office to a new location we should have a standing pod cast sittings and new smoking so yeah that's what they say that's what they say so posture you know ear should be over shoulder shoulder should be over hip bone and this is one of the analyses we do in our office on day one and also on checkups we want to check postural deviations or postural distortions to see how that's affecting underneath in in your health in general because they find that on average, people are sitting about 30% of their life, maybe 32, something like that, percent of their life. Mm-hmm. And if you factor in sleeping, you know, we're not standing very much. Well, right now, it's like 75% of quarantine life. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that, that's an old uh, statistic before <laughs> quarantine. Um, but yeah, so okay. it does make sense. So improve that posture, improve so, your brain. And move, you know, get moving, because, you know, movement is essential for your body. Yeah, uh, I actually came across this study, and it actually relates uh, exercise to stress. And so mm. basically, uh, this was posted in uh, the Society for Neuroscience Journal. And uh, the study came out and said that exercise increases levels uh, of glennin in the brainstem, making mice more resilient to stress. So basically, exercise fights off stress by increasing uh, this uh, protein. Glennon. Glennon. I've not studied that one. That's awesome. I've heard of it, but that's, that's cool. So that helps protect against the effects of stress, is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Nice. So exercise. And did they um, talk a little bit about what kind? Did they just have like a hamster wheel or something? Like a mouse, uh, I think a mouse it's wheel? actually talking about uh, going on a run like during a stressful time. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, uh, these are kind of like stress relief exercises. A lot of it is aer- uh, aerobic exercises. Aerobic, yeah. 
Cool. So in the office, you see me running from room to room. You know I am trying to help combat the effects of stress when I'm coming uh, between the rooms and from patient to patient. And the rooms. Yeah. And the only time I ever sit down is when we do this podcast. Oh, so pretty true. once a week, yeah. once a week I sit. <laughs> so get up and move, y'all. Yeah, go hiking, get out there, you know, just... I went to Red Mountain last week. Oh, you did? It was the perfect weather and the perfect situation. It was just too many people. Mm. So what I did was I cut off into the woods, just started bushwhacking, and uh, <laughs> it was awesome. So it was a good brand of machete uh, to... Yeah, no, I, I just no, I just use my body. And just oh, like, really? Yeah, break through things myself. But uh, one thing I was a little scared about was bears or other, like... <laughs> Coyotes, things like that. Plus a bear sighting. Because I was by myself. Oh, wow. Here in Greystone. Yes, that that's awesome. true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so it does pay to bring uh, at least a big stick or, uh, you know. To play ba- fetch with it. Bear spray. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about that brain-body connection. Brain-body connection. I love it. So think about what is, is connected to your brain. Uh, What's immediately connected to it? Spinal cord. Spinal cord. And it goes all the way down to about the level of L1, which is roughly six inches above your belt line, let's say, maybe eight inches, something like that. So, and then it branches off into a bunch of what they call the... Uh, no, it's still part of the, the oh. spinal cord, but it's called the cauda equina. It's, it's a bunch of different little nerves yeah. that come off. It kind of looks like a horse's tail. Is what they, that's why they call it the cauda equina, because that means horse's tail. Um, and so and those branch off to form those spinal nerves and go out the, the holes from the low back and sacrum to innervate or send nerve communication to especially like the pelvic organs, the legs, the feet, and things like that. But all of those spinal nerves throughout from the very top of your spine, meaning the the hairline, all the way down to your tailbone, all send signals to different organs throughout the body because there are nerves connected to the spinal cord. So anything that happens in your body, let's say you feel a shift or a, a pain or a headache or a rear end pain or sciatic pain, all of that stuff is due to brain miscommunication because it's all connected to the spinal cord. So if you have a back problem, you have a brain problem. And this is what's so crucial to understand and why it's so important to not just get adjusted when you hurt, but to stay well adjusted Mm -hmm. throughout your life to keep your body well, just like you would take care of your teeth regularly. They're not hurting every time you uh, brush them, I hope. You know, you're not just doing it because they hurt. You're doing it because you want to keep them well. This is the same thing with the the chiropractic care that we recommend to benefit the brain and the body for life. That chronic health. Chronically healthy. <laughs> okay, everybody. Well, we're winding down on our time, and so we just wanted to conclude with a little recap of what we've done this week and a little bit last week, too, all about the brain. Oh, yeah. What did we cover? So much. We covered a lot of oh, facts yeah. about the brain, you know, how it, it's uh, the equivalent of uh, the power of a, a light bulb, yeah, basically can, the, the amount of activity. I can power a bunch of light bulbs with you my can. brain. <laughs> At least one, according to research. Um, a lot of research we talked about, uh, ways of um, boosting uh, the cerebral cortex, uh, getting adjusted regularly. Mm-hmm. Talk we talked about, about a lot about nutrition, nutrition, yeah. lymphatic drainage. All the uh, what are the the great things? Dark greens, mm-hmm. um, staying away from from brain destroyers. You yes, know, yes. Stay away from that that sugar. gluten, <laughs> the sugar, and also like food colorings and processed foods and things like that. Preservatives. Oh, yeah. uh, we talked about how to boost serotonin. Mm. Favorite way. 
uh, massage. Massage and chiropractic light, oh, together. Yes, bright sunshine. Sunshiny days. It's going to be a bright, bright sunshiny, sunshiny day. day. <laughs> Although as we're doing this, it's pouring rain outside. It is a little yeah. bit, but we feel it. We feel the light inside. Yes, it, it emanates from the inside, mm-hmm. and that's how healing happens from the inside out. And that's that's really one of chiropractic's major tenets is that uh, healing happens from above, down, inside out, from the atlas bone, which is the very top cervical vertebrae, and it goes down from there, from inside out. So, so always coming back to chiropractic always. in our podcast, aren't we? Got to. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, staying away from the fast um, the the brain destroyers like fast food and like bad fats you know staying away from that homer simpson lifestyle yeah. <laughs> dough and trying to boost the um the good kind of fats and, and nourish the brain and body with what you're meant to be mm. what you're meant to feed it so yes. that's all good stuff Ooh, neurobics remember and, that uh, neurobic <laughs> activities i'm gonna hop on my left foot all the way out <laughs> you, you've been doing that all day <laughs> left you've been dancing with one left foot and okay <laughs> video of that later we'll attach a video yeah. of that later <laughs> and uh any questions that came in that that we can uh answer this week mm. nothing this week mm. well you know what folks we love answering questions so why don't you email them to us office us at <laughs> yes office at graystonechiropractor.com or just text them 205-981-8090 I've had some fun. Yeah, it's been fun. This is brain boosting is fun. So we're going to touch on some other topics in the upcoming weeks. I think we're going to talk about migraines. We're going to talk about healing restful sleep. We're going to talk about um, maybe more on the brain and more on adrenal health, more on energy, more on brain focus. You know, we've got lots of things to talk about. And if there's anything they want to hear, anything that y'all want to know about. Y'all, please tell us. (laughs) Y'all just uh, email us or y'all text us. And y'all come back now here. Yeah, here. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. This is Dr. Lee Goldenberg. Teresa and Jesse. And for Hunter, we will all say good day and we'll talk to you next time. (laughs) 